0: I'm now delighted to be joined by the WDF Secretary-General, Mr Nick Rolls. How are you, Nick?
1: I'm very well, thank you, Andrew. Busy um, with the dark stuff, obviously, but um, yeah, keeping well, which uh, in itself is a, a feat during this uh, particular time of year, isn't it?
0: Very much so. It's been eight months since I last spoke to you and you joined the World Darts Federation in your current role. How's it going? Eight months, as long as that. <laughs> It's definitely been busy it's, it, it,
1: in a strange way, and please take this the right way. It's been good being away from the board and, and not having competitions going on around us because it's allowed us to, I guess, stop and evaluate and discuss and plan our approach for 2021 and beyond. So, as I say, of course, we'd far rather be on the board, but one of the positives, if you want to look at it that way, from um, not being able to play is giving us that little bit of time. And we've, we've taken a lot of time speaking to In fact, if I remember rightly, we spoke to over 40 countries, literally personally or in groups, to get their thoughts and their feelings on the suggestions and plans that we had um, with regards to how we should shape the WDF and and, uh, ranking tournaments and that sort of thing going forward. I think most importantly, we've tweaked our ideas based on what they've been telling us. Um, Understanding the ways in which tournaments work across the world has itself been quite... Um, quite a learning for me. that The way they play a tournament in America isn't necessarily the way they play in, in Australia. Of course, the game of darts is the same, but they play it in a slightly different way, or they they take their inches in a slightly different way, and that all affects the way that you want to run a tournament and run the WDF. So you can't actually be, build something that's a one size fits all, so to speak. The good thing is we've got we you know we we've, we've spoken to the guys. We we think we struck the right balance between the things that we have to do and the things that we can ask for advice on it. and hopefully what you'll see when we do hit the boards again is going to be the fact that these tournaments are, are a mixture of what the guys have wanted but also the things that we know we have to put in place if that makes
0: sense. We have seen some action on the board though, albeit you know, by the magic of Zoom or you know Skype yeah. or whatever, with the, the WDF Virtual Cup, which was the, the brainchild of Buddy Bartoletta who I know you work a lot with in the WDF and, and Dark Connect. What did yeah. the, the WDF make of the tournament and how it went? Uh,
1: I'll do it on a personal level. I was blown away by the levels of participation. I'm I'm, I'm not a sceptic in any way, shape, or form. And I, 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 I wouldn't say I was sceptical, but I was a little bit. I wonder whether this will work. I think the fact that 47, if I remember right, it was 47 countries took place, uh, took part. There were over 1,000 matches, which obviously the players had to schedule themselves because they're. They're playing people from, you know, <laughs> across the other side of the world, and God knows what time uh, what time zones each of the players are in, but uh, yeah, over a thousand games, and undoubtedly we learned a few things about you know, running a remote dance tournament, I was speaking to Buddy about it quite a bit, um, and look, Fallon Sherik obviously came out as the ladies' champion, I think, Patrick Kovac from Hungary was the, the men's champion, and... Obviously, England through Fallon, Lorraine Stanley, Martin Adams, Paul Hogan, took the team titles back to England. I think what, what I learned as well was the power of Dark Connect. Um, so a massive thank you to David Major, if he happens to listen to this. I, I think him and his team, which included, as you say, working with Buddy, but also a gentleman by the name of Matt Stoner, mm. who um, an American guy, who works with, um, with David as well at Dark Connect. They put in some um, incredible hours to to make sure everything went well. And overall, I think we at the WBF considered it a massive success and something we could look to run again in the future, especially if, well, God forbid, um, the return to in-person play gets delayed for too much longer. So, yeah, good success, I think.
0: Talking of something new, what did you make of Modern Amateur Darts, which had its official launch a couple of weeks ago?
1: I must admit, like any dance fan, I guess I've been watching with interest. Um, it's certainly going to be interesting to see how those challenger matches go, the interest they get in the belts, and, and who's going to step forward now and put their money where their mouth is, so to speak, to, to, to want to play. So, looking forward to that. Um, I think the. The other bit that's going to interest me is I. I call, this is being really rude, and please, for any of my friends that are in Mad out there, please don't take the center personally. But the pub and above concept, I think that's really interesting as well, and how how well that's going to take off will be, uh, you know, it's all interesting to see and how it opens up the world. I, I don't think that Mad will affect the WDF or vice versa. I, I think we've both got two. We've got two different models working there, so. You know, I don't think they'll affect each other, but overall, I guess more darts is good, isn't it?
0: Well, you, d- you definitely hope so. Have there been any conversations at all between Steve Brown and the MAD team and yourselves at the WDF?
1: I know that Steve and uh, Richard Ashdown have had some conversations. They Obviously, Steve was away on the um, PDC tour uh, and Richard was out spotting. So I know they've had some conversations. I I'm not party to those conversations. So I'm going to be honest and say... I don't know what was discussed, but uh, yeah, I, I, he hasn't come home with any black eyes or anything, so I'm guessing it's all gone well. Well, at least as far as I know, he hasn't come home with black eyes, so.
0: <laughs> On the WDF side, it was great to see the news that the WDF, in conjunction with the Tri-Nations, have brought back the British Open, which, you know, was formerly run by the BDO, and I think that takes you to seven gold events now, plus the, the Platinum Dutch Open for 2021. Is there any news on the proposed gold events in North America, Asia, and Australia?
1: Oh, good question. Uh, first of all, I think um, stunning news about the British Open and Masters. I think not, <laughs> not least of all because um, I think it gives Richard Ashdown and Anthony Dundas it will give them the chance to air their vocal talents in the South Cliff once again. So, if ever you've been to Bridlington. It's not a night to miss, you know, go go to the South Cliff and, and hear those two um, air in their dulcet tones. Yeah, one for looking out for. But on a serious you note, know, I think the Tri-Nations deserve all the credit in the world for making this happen. It's such a prestigious tournament, isn't it? I mean, I've, I've been there many times. I find um, uh, you know, the fact that they've also found the prize money to, to make it to a gold event, I think it's great for all of that's concerned. Um, you asked about Australia, Asia, and new, uh, North America.
0: Hmm.
1: Australia, yes, we think we've nailed this one. We've just done a few I's and crossed and a few T's. And hopefully we'll get an announcement out about that in the next two or three weeks. America, uh, the honest truth is the pandemic's played havoc with the American calendar.
0: Hmm. And
1: each time they get to a point where they go, well, we think we're going to be able to do this one, something else goes into lockdown over there, and they're not then sure whether they can, so... It's by no means confirmed, albeit we've got a tournament in mind, so but, but nothing at this point in time. Uh, regards, to Asia, funnily enough, Richard and I were talking to our friends in Asia only last week about this. And again, I don't think we're too far from announcing. Um, it's just, just making sure that we've got the right tournament and that we, we want to, as, as best as possible... Obviously, you select the tournaments that are going to go ahead. But, um, yeah, that's that's a little bit like doing the lottery numbers at the moment, unfortunately. I think the most important thing is that we will have gold events in those regions. So all I can really say is what's this space, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I know certainly on the, the American side, obviously, the, the Las Vegas Open is one of their big ones at the start of the year. And obviously, yeah. that's a definite no-no. Looking at the the WDF calendar, I know there's something like 80-plus events on there at the moment. The plan is the season's going to start in January in Australia. But given the the pandemic and all the issues we're facing, will the WDF be sending out guidelines or protocols to organisations for the running of these events? What a serious question. Um, I think it's definitely something that the WDF executive have been speaking about on a
1: regular basis. Uh, uh, And of course, as we know, we're, we're sitting here What are we, Monday, two days after Boris Johnson has just announced more changes? These changes come along so quickly and and can be so, I'm going to use the word, devastatingly turned lies around that it's quite difficult for the WDF, as we stand, to understand what's going on in every country. So I think the other thing is following the news that, that, you know, there are vaccines now available in different areas around the world, and that's only going to widen. That does, of course, mean that the prospect of in-person play is a little bit nearer. And I I think with that in mind, we've definitely got to the stage where the the work that we've been doing has gained momentum in that we're diligently working, I think, on a statement that talks to both tournament directors and players about the need to protect themselves and stay safe. But it's going to be guidance rather than you will or you must, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. We can't really be seem to be saying that because we don't know the specifics. As you were just saying about America, some areas of America may very well be okay at the moment whilst others are, are having to uh, to um, close down. I think what we do have to be careful of is that we're not putting pressure on players to attend tournaments. There could be the chance that they feel as though they're under pressure to go to tournaments because they need those points to get to the world masters or get to a world championships and I think we just need to be careful that we're not shall we say pushing people into an environment where they may not be safe mm-hmm. so it's more than fair to say that we will release a statement possibly before the new year but at this stage I don't I haven't got that full detail if that makes
0: sense hmm. yeah but it's definitely not going to be a case of you must wear masks while you're playing or anything prescriptive like that.
1: No, I mean, I think it's, Andrew, I think the honest truth is it's going to have to be down to each tournament to, uh, um, you know, comply with uh, the regulations that, from their country and around what's happening in the local area. Um, and then it will be down to the players to do their own research around this, uh, the travelling safely and, and making sure that they stay in a safe environment. So, uh, while some may ask about, about Mars, it, the, the WDF won't be laying down that law, so to speak.
0: You mentioned Boris Johnson. Obviously, there was the news over the last week yeah. that Britain are you know, sort of overrun with this mutant strain of the virus. Looking yeah. at the calendar, the Isle of Man opens the first gold one, and that's you know, provisionally for, for March. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any contingencies in place on your end for tournaments yeah. slipping or you know, being moved or not happening because of the virus?
1: absolutely uh it's, it's a really good point and, and funnily enough over the last month or so we we have just got into that situation so we have if you look at the dutch open that was uh, is always um i'm going to say last week january first week february um it was is it probably about four or five maybe six weeks ago now that, that it was announced that that wouldn't be going ahead and we've moved to september the fifth september the sixth 2021 and we are in contact with Every country, So all the countries that have got tournaments coming up in February, uh, January, February, March, we contacted them two, three weeks ago, uh, probably longer than that now, to say, look, how are you getting on? Where are things? Do you want to cancel? Do you want to? So th- there's cancellation and there's postponement. So Scotland have, um, have cancelled for 2021. We, we don't believe that they're going to um, ask for a different date Whereas uh, we have in the last week received notification from Slovakia that they wanted to move their tournament from February to later in the year. Um, And we work with them to organise that they've now got the date of the 23rd to the 25th of April. Mm. So it's something that's going to be fluid, I think, for a number of months. What we want to do is we would like very much one of our, our goals is to Keep silver tournaments in the same region. So, it's, for example, two European tournament, uh, two European tournaments that have got a silver graded, away from each other, at different weekends So, it gives the players a better opportunity to earn points, but also gives the tournaments a chance to flourish. Uh, we have also sort of said to our countries that that's maybe not the case for 2021, because more important is going to be allow them to run their competitions. Because in many cases, without running the competition, they can't getting the revenue that then allows them to send their players to a world cup or a euro cup or the world masters and those sorts of things so it's going to be a a real balancing act through 2021 and uh, we're relying on our countries really to see that yes of course we'll work with them but there may be some tougher decisions down the line at the moment though we are not crossing over on any tournaments but never say never
0: well, on to the, the big news, and uh, the, you know, the main reason that I've got you back on, but obviously it's always lovely talking to you. you know, you struck me with some,
1: struck me some other questions as well. I thought we were just going to talk World Masters, but uh, <laughs> it's good, good to be able to um, give you some information about the other bits and pieces as well.
0: Yeah, well, the World Masters obviously was the, the big news on, on Friday. How did you get to the point where you could make that announcement?
1: Oh my goodness me what a long journey that's been uh, I mean obviously I, I joined the WDF back in uh, April as you mentioned earlier um, the, 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 s- some discussions had already taken place before then with um, between Richard Ashdown and a number of other people um, and those talks have, have sort of been going well they've not sort of they have been taking place throughout the last few months but of course because of the pandemic it's always been on a bit of a back burner. it's a, well you know we can we can discuss it later or we can push forward. And we got to a point where we just saw, you know, there is, a, it wasn't the announcement of the vaccine, but it was the fact that, perhaps it was the fact that 2021's coming here, come on guys, we, we need to give our players something that, that says at the end of the, uh, the season you're going to have something to, to, to have been playing for. So we pushed the pushed talk the right to the top of the agenda, if you like, and said we, we need to work something out. To be fair to the NDB, that's the Netherlands Darts Bond, they have been absolutely fantastic in saying that they wanted to host. And if you know, the Bonte Riva Hotel is the home of the Dutch Open, so it is the ideal venue to have such a tournament. From there, so so we we sort of knew we wanted to go Bonte Riva and the NDB. Then it it was really been a case of, of working out how do we make this tournament viable? Obviously, the, 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 the events of last year around prize money and uh, the viability of tournaments is well documented. Uh, and we don't want to go down that route. We want to be absolutely sure that we can, if we're going to announce tournaments, then we already know that they are, God willing, obviously, we're, we're subject to, to COVID, but from a, from a financial point of view, et cetera, they're going to be okay to, to run. So we sat down with Paul and Patrick from the NDB. Uh, and When I say we, that's myself, Richard, and Jacques New, that's also been helping us out to work out the actual finances of running a World Dance Federation, a World, Dance Federation uh, World Masters. And if you think about it, from Paul and Patrick's point of view, they run the Dutch, Dutch Open, and so they're very au fait with all the costs then you've got Richard and Jacques who are very familiar with all of the nuances of running a bigger tournament and then you've got little old me who's quite good at taking notes so that's where (laughs) I came in really just chipping in with my 10 pennants every now and then. We reached the point where everyone felt that the proposition was viable and um, yeah so we decided you know what let's let's take the plunge so to speak.
0: Now you mentioned prize money and sadly we do have to you know, talk about that after the, the debacle <laughs> of last year and the start of this year. Yeah. Can the WDF assure players that the prize money is secure?
1: No, so I, I can see why you've asked the question and yes, I think I can answer this by answering a couple of other questions as well. Uh, if I can just tell you through, I promise you I'm going to ask the question. Okay, If I don't, you can bring me back to it. The WDF member countries... I said earlier that we, we've spoken personally to, to over 40 of them. We've spoken to all of them via email or, or, uh, as well. They have been brilliant in believing and, and agreeing to our plans, the, the way that we wanted to take not only the ranking tournaments, but also the financial requirements of being a, a, a uh, member of the WDF going forward, because we need the finances to come in in a better way than they had been to ensure that we can get these majors off and running. It's fair to say that without their support, we wouldn't have got to this point. The other point I want to make is that the WDF executive um, also, and, and uh, as I should say, of course, I am a member of this, but I think I'm more talking about those guys that have been on the executive for a while. They've really stepped up, in my opinion. They realised very early in the year that taking on the delivery of two majors would require quite a change of mindset, and I personally can't fault the support they've given us. They've been very helpful and trying to help us you know say well we could do this or we could do that and and that's been more than helpful so to answer the question yes full funding is there for the world masters including the prize money it's all covered i i believe that the money is all in a locked up cupboard in a safe somewhere in a bank in america but yeah the, the money's there and we wouldn't be announcing this tournament if it wasn't all we were unsure that we were going to be able to uh, Fulfill that particular part of the uh, the deal, if you want to call it that.
0: Well, you haven't turned into a politician yet. That certainly answered the question. Um, <laughs> can I ask how much how much prize fund are we looking at in that safe in America?
1: You can ask. I think the answer to this question is. Um, there's a couple of other things that need to come along first. So by announcing the World Masters, what that's done is opened the door to negotiations around TV and TV coverage and sponsorship. So I've already said that the WDF, even without that TV or without the sponsorship, we will be able to run a viable event. I'll say it for one more time just to make sure everyone understands that that is the case. But it would be remiss or, or even stupid to say that if you don't get the TV and the, uh, or, or yeah, if you don't get the TV and the sponsorship, I guess they're the things that can heighten the event's profile, and that's where Richard is concentrating on. It, literally, as we speak, speaking, I know he's on, the, on on to the relevant people on virtually a daily basis to push that all in the right direction. So, whilst we know that uh, we have a budget that can provide prize money. Of course, the TV and the sponsorship deals that we do may mean that that prize money may change. So at this moment in time, we're not saying what it is. There is prize money there. Sorry, that is a bit politician-y, but <laughs> I hope you can understand why.
0: Yeah. Are you confident, this is a question we've had a couple of people on Twitter, are you confident that you are going to be able to secure TV coverage for these events, or well, this event, certainly?
1: Okay, I, here's, I'll answer in two ways. I'll answer... As Richard Ashdown, yes, we will get TV. And I'll answer as the wdf executive and say we are confident of getting TV. Mm. So I think both are, are 7 out of 10 or above. I, I look, You know what Richard's like. He's a, he's a dog with a bone. He knows the right people. We definitely have interest, especially even more so after Saturday. There's, there's been contact made. Uh, I would be, I'm going to go very confident. There you go.
0: Okay. To say yes, we will. Um, a note on the, the venue. A question from our friends at their weekly dance cast. Why did the WDF feel now was the right time to move one of their major events abroad?
1: Oh, uh, it's a good question. Oh, good. Why did we move it abroad? I think the WDF, are, 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 is dance it's the World Darts Federation. one of the things that myself, Richard, and the team have always been very uh, aware of the fact that. The UK and England, obviously, mainly have been the, the hub, and we've always wanted to take it elsewhere and give other countries the opportunity to say, "Look, the World Masters is the World Masters, not the UK Masters, it's the World Masters." So, you know, if you if you if you want to put your name into the hat, let's have a chat. I think that's proven by—I mean, I've had the pleasure of going to Turkey, Japan, Romania for the World Cup. Got Denmark next year with any luck, and then South Korea. So you can see that the world. Uh, the World Dance Federation are open to taking tournaments to other areas around the world and the Netherlands came forward and said they were keen to be put into the hat to run it we know them, they host the Dutch Open, we know we'll be in good hands and I think if I'm honest for that first one that the WDF are really taking responsibility for, having a partnership with the NDB you'll you're not going to do badly being in partnership with the NDB when it comes to dark times, so let's put it that way. Hmm. So I think that's why we wanted to go with the NDB on this occasion, but that doesn't mean to say that the door's closed to any other country in the future.
0: Hmm. That's encouraging. And you mentioned, uh, you mentioned the World Cup, the Regional Cups there. Will they yes. continue to count towards the ranking system moving forward?
1: The World Cup and the ranking uh, and the Europe Cup mm. there are no plans to have them in uh, as part of the ranking tournaments for uh, at this point in time no okay we don't feel we, there's, a, there's an element of invitation to those tournaments and we're pretty adamant that we want it has to be an open for all if you know what I mean to mm-hmm. be able to, to to gain ranking points so not at this moment in time no
0: okay because I know, I think they did give points before, but obviously before the the WDF rankings, in a sense, weren't building towards one of those majors.
1: Yeah, so yeah, exactly. That that. I think it has to be it has to be equal for all. I think, mm-hmm. or as equal as we possibly can make it. Obviously, there's a different parts of the world, and and that in itself, as I was talking about earlier, it throws up its different challenges around making it fair and giving everybody as much chance to get to. Masters or world championships as they can, but uh, yeah, the world cup and um, uh, and the europe cups and asia and american cups do tend to be a little bit invitational in mm-hmm. uh, not for all countries but for for a number, and mm-hmm. so therefore it doesn't feel fair to, to allow that to be a ranking tournament.
0: No, that's fair enough. And looking at the tournament, how do players qualify? I know this is a question I had on on twitter from Warren Allsworth. So, How do players qualify? Because I know there's talk in the the press release you put out last week of ex-champions being invited to the event.
1: Yes, very true. Um, So how do you qualify? So there's there's going to be a number of qualification paths, some of which have been finalised. Others, uh, we we know what we want to do. just got to get to the numbers, which I'll I'll try and explain, I guess. So we already know and we've already announced that for gold-ranked tournament, semi-finalists get an automatic qualification for the World Masters in silver tournaments it's finalists that get that automatic qualification and for bronze tournaments it's the winners that get automatic qualification so that's if you like that's already written in, in stone so those guys will all get their invites on top of that we, we we want to invite the top and i'm going to say x number from the wdf ranking tables and the nine regional tables that we have as well so x number will come from the ranking tables. x number will come from the regional tables and yeah, you're right. There's obviously the eye-catching announcement that all the previous world masters and world champions will be invited along as well. So look, who knows? We might get the likes of Barney, Phil Taylor, oh, Leslie, Mandy Solomons, even Francis Honsler. Like Francis Honsler, obviously, Dutch lady. They could all be in attendance. It's, it's an idea that um, we had and one that we thought would capture the imagination and give these guys a chance to come and play in one of our tournaments. So. That's why we wanted to go along that line. One final really important way of, if you like, qualifying is that you'll remember for the World Masters that in the past countries have been given additional invites that they could get to you know, that they have their own qualifiers, etc. We also want to do that. So we want to give all 73 of our nations that will be with us in 2021 the chance to have players at the World Masters. Just working out the numbers. I guess the good, the good bit is, dare I say, that there are numbers to crunch to make sure we get to our optimum number. Uh, the good news is that the number crunchers are myself, Shaq, and Richard, and we tend to be able to count with the jobs that we do, so <laughs> we should be able to get to a, a decent number with that, if that makes sense. Hmm. Um, but we also, on a serious note, we know that the countries need that information relatively quickly, so that they can plan their qualifiers in 2021 because a bit like ourselves they're trying to finalise their calendars etc nice and early for the players so we know that that's a a real requirement quite quickly and it's something that is right at the top of our agenda for if it's not before Christmas it'll certainly be uh, within the first couple of weeks after.
0: One thing there would be the Dutch Open because obviously that's platinum so how many would go from that tournament? Yeah,
1: so platinum, sorry, platinum, I should have said platinum will be uh, in the gold bracket as well. So it's for the, <laughs> the semi-finalists and finalists. Good okay. point. Well, well remembered, remember <laughs> Andrew. You've done
0: your homework. <laughs> My memory's not what it was, but I remember the odd thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was a, a Twitter question asking, you know, what the qualifying structure was for, for say, someone from okay. the Netherlands. So yeah. would it be that your yeah. routes would either be through, you know, reaching the latter stages of an Open tournament, getting into the top X of either your region or the world rankings or coming through a national qualifier.
1: Yes, and and that, you're absolutely spot on. The the national, when I'm saying national qualifiers, different countries may pick different ways. We say we will, for the uh, the Netherlands, for example, uh, guys in the Netherlands, the NDB, you have eight entries which are yours. Do you wish to take them? How you decide what those eight are, It may be that they said, you know what, they're going to be to the four guys and four girls that that went to the World Cup. Hmm. They may choose it that way or they may choose to do a qualifier. It is totally um, down to the actual country how they decide who those additional invites are.
0: So would the additional invites be across men, women and the youth or would that be, you know, X for men, X for women, etc.?
1: I think it would be fair to say that men and women Will be the same, boys and girls will be the same mm-hmm. Whether men and women will be the same As boys and girls, I'm not quite sure We, we Again, we're just tweaking with the numbers It is a massive place to, to I think if I remember rightly They have 149 Boards at the Dutch Open And then the board on the stage To make it the 150 I think that's right, but I'll, I'm sure I'll get um, uh, Told off by Paul if it's wrong <laughs> so, so you can see that there, 150 boards gives us lots of options in the way that we can, uh, the numbers that we can invite. Uh, and again, the numbers we can invite, if you think of the Dutch Open, well over 5,000 people go there. So the, the whole, it, the size is not a problem at all. So that, that part isn't, we've just got to work out what we would like to be able to fit in to make it all work, if that makes sense. Hmm.
0: So looking at the, the tournament proper, what's the um, format going to be?
1: Uh, well, uh, yes, good question. So uh, I think the actual the schedule, not can't, we really can't say about the schedule at this moment in time because obviously if TV come in, to a certain degree, you have you, you play along with what they want. If they said to you, we, listen, we want three days of coverage, you do what the hell you can to, <laughs> to get that coverage. Um, if they say we just want one evening, that gives you a bit more flexibility with regards to the scheduling. But with regards to the format, what there, there are two things that we we definitely have under, uh, have had under consideration and those would be that if i'm coming from halfway across the world to play a game of darts i'm all excited about the world masters i i remember my wife has qualified for the world masters and, and players around us and they get all excited then god forbid they get there and they lose their first game and it's almost like, oh right that's it then I think one of the things, or not I think, I know, one of the things that we are definitely trying to do is how do we improve that experience? The second one, and you'll, you'll see where I'm going with this in a minute, is there's always this discussion for the World Masters about when do the seeds join the tournament? Do they join on the floor? So, you know, in the floor stages, so they, they may not get to the late stages. Or do they come into the tournament in the last 64 or 32? Some seeds want to play on the floor, so they feel as though they're involved in the tournament, whilst others think they've earned the right to, say, i come in at later, a uh, later stage. So those two items, we put them together and come up with uh, what we believe is going to be a really good solution, is that we are going to play a uh, round robin from uh, the start of the tournament in all four boys, girls, men and ladies tournaments. In groups where we have seeds, so theoretically the seeds kept apart, but they are a part of the tournament. But also for that person that's travelled halfway across the world, they're not going to have one game and go, oh, well, that's my world master's finish, so I'm going to have another chance and possibly even a, a, a third or a fourth chance to play in my group. So I feel as though I've come that distance to have a real good chance of playing in the tournament. Hmm. So hopefully, by doing that, we're giving um, giving everyone a, a great opportunity to enjoy the experience.
0: And are we looking in terms of like as in terms of the match format? Is that going to be the same as the the World Masters of old? So you know, set play.
1: Yeah, that that bit, I think I can be brave enough to say that I'm pretty certain that the floor side, the, the round robin uh, style, will definitely be legs. Hmm. Um, as for the knockout stage, it's something that's some under discussion. Is, it's one of those where, again, that might be something that we need to see. Okay, where, what, where are our times here with regards to the um, TV side of things? But uh, also working with the NDB around you know, what fits uh, into the times. How long do you want to make the days? Do you want to start at 9 in the morning or do you want to start at 12 midday? Do you want to finish at 8 at night? or do you want to finish at 10 at night? So I think that, that will help determine those. And as I say, that's, again, that's all part of the conversations, that, uh, the nice conversations, so to speak, to be able to work those things out.
0: Looking at the press release, I noted that it said that the World Masters would be an end-of-year finale or an end-of-season finale. What does that mean for the World Championship qualifiers and the World Championship that you're planning to run?
1: <laughs> oh, a good point. I did say that, didn't I? I remembered. I, I can see the, uh, the press release in my head, yes. I did say that. I swear to you, it's not meant as a, oh my God, that's it for the World Championships. Actually, did I not go on to say something our discussions continue about the delivery of the World Hmm. Championships? I think, uh, maybe that rescues me, I'm not sure. Um, Listen, I, I, I can't deny that we would love there to be a World Championship qualifier as a part of the Masters, but at this point in time, the World Championships haven't been announced, so we took the decision that we wouldn't Mention world um, championship qualifiers as a part of the world masters for that reason uh, we're not going to make announcements unless they're factual mm-hmm. the wdf has stuck to that principle since day one that i've been and i know richard sort of talked about that from before so uh, unless it's fact we're not going to announce it and so therefore at this moment in time we haven't announced the qualifiers and we haven't said anything about the world championship so God willing, we can make that announcement. But I think the other thing I would say about this is the announcement of the World Masters actually helps us when it comes to looking into the announcement of the World Championships as well. The momentum wheel is now underway, so to speak. So, um, yeah, what's his space on the World Championships? I, I, again, if, if we we're going out of 10, I'm going to go for an 8 on confidence that it will take place. Or even be announced and that eight's not very high, is it? I shouldn't have said ten really, shouldn't I? People would be going, oh my god, he's only said eight. No, I'm gonna change it. It will go ahead. It will go ahead. There you
0: go. And in terms of the calendar, I know it's very hard for you to, to plan and, and stuff, and I know you don't want to announce things unless you know that it's that yeah. it's gonna happen. But there are two things that I want to float to you. A, are you aiming to have the world championships in that traditional January time slot? And B are you going to work on the same basis as the World Masters that the event can be hosted, you know, anywhere within the World Darts Federation system?
1: The answer to both, really, is it depends what comes along. Uh, look, I think the, the January slot at the moment works quite nicely, but you could say that an early December slot... I mean, the World Masters, we said 2nd to the 5th of December... So it'll be, be relatively difficult now to get a world championships in that slot. You know, the, the PDC have the right to, to have their world championships. Why, why would you want to go on at the same time as them? So I, I think that 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 may uh, for next year for certain uh, determine where we are going to go. If that makes sense, hmm. but that doesn't mean to say in the future years that there might be something better that comes along. I think one of the one of the things that the WDF. Definitely do want to do is we want to look back in a year's time or, or, or even as we go through 2021 going, that didn't quite work. So for 2022, we're going to make the change. I think uh, I'm going to, uh, this may sound rude, I, I don't want it to sound particularly rude, but I just feel that it's stagnated a bit. And, and you have to go with the change with these things, otherwise, you, you find yourself running a bit behind the eight ball. And I think we need to be close to the players, close to the tournament directors close to the spectators, listening to what people are saying and what they want and where we can delivering against those requirements. Obviously, you know, you can't listen to everybody because we all have different opinions. But as it's been with the countries and talking to the countries about things, there'll there'll be some sensible ideas come out. And if if the majority want that, then we have to do whatever we can to deliver. The the WDFR, at at the end of the day, we are the key holders if you like for the countries so so we, we really should be delivering for those guys so your other question was around where and where would it be hmm. again at this moment in time I'm, uh, there are discussions going ahead I'm not, I'm not going to uh, elaborate on that any further but I can only really repeat what I've said about we are the World Dance Federation and if an offer came in from Australia or America or New Zealand or wherever it may be that says hey we love to run the world championships. why would we not talk to them about it
0: I think that exhausts all my questions for now I think we've gone through all the the ones from Twitter as well so I'll give you the floor I'll give you the floor for a minute Uh, what's the the WDF's mission statement for 2021
1: good grief I haven't been asked for a mission statement since I was a kid at school Uh, (laughs) when I first started work if I remember rightly that's a few years back Um, mission statement I guess I think it has to be we want to get our tournaments back up and running um, in a safe and secure environment. The safe and secure bit has to be the number one priority, I think. that, 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 that I'm going to say it goes without saying, but it's the right thing. That, that We have to make sure it is safe for our players. And then I think with any luck, we can deliver on the promises made of delivering two major tournaments at the back end of the year. Yeah, that's where I think I'd go, get the tournaments back up and running, make sure everybody keeps safe and sound, and then deliver the two majors at the back end of the season. That's a bit more than a mission statement (laughs) but you get what I mean. Yeah, definitely. I'll let you tweak it, you can
0: can. (laughs) Massive thank you for your time this evening, Nick. I really do appreciate it, and uh, take the opportunity to wish a Merry Christmas to you and the family, and also I hope that next year is a a better year for for everyone and a successful Uh, one for the WDF.
1: Andrew, I can't thank you enough. I, I, look, yes, happy Christmas to everyone. I know it's going to be difficult, especially here in the UK, but for wherever you are in the world, hope you keep safe. And look, I can only concur with what you've just said, Andrew. Let's hope that 2021 allows us back on the board and that we can get these tournaments underway. Um, last thing, I guess, would be look, keep an eye on the WDF website, listen to our social media channels, and you'll get those further updates. And Fingers crossed it will be the ones that we've been waiting to announce. Eh?
0: Definitely. Hopefully we'll be talking again soon, Nick. Cheers. Andrew, thank
1: you.